Hello, and welcome to Wisdom Trek. This is Guthrie Chamberlain, and I'm your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you for joining us for our seven-day-a-week, seven minutes of wisdom podcast. This is day 179 of our trek, and yesterday we climbed the five steps to a thankful Thanksgiving. Today, and for the next two days, we will look at the Psalm of Thanksgiving, which is Psalm 100. If you miss any of our days of our Wisdom Trek episodes, please go to wisdom-trek.com to listen to them and to read our daily journal. We are recording our podcast from our studios at the Big House in Marietta, Ohio today. It is a special day in the United States, one of the most special day of the year. This is Thanksgiving Day, so happy Thanksgiving to all. This is the day that we watch parades, enjoy a delicious meal, and then fellowship with our family and friends, and then usually watch football or some other fun activity. And as a Christ follower, it is also a day where we give thanks to God from whom all blessings flow. And on our trek today in the next two days, let us learn to become a thankful servant as we look closely at the Psalm of Thanksgiving, which is Psalms 100. So today's trek is a thankful servant part one. We all love to hear the story of the pilgrims. In 1620, a ship full of 102 religious refugees and 30 crew members set sail for Virginia. The Christians longed to build a community to the greater glory of God, but they had been blown off course and they end up landing in Cape Cod. Coming ashore at Plymouth Rock, they established a settlement and prepared as best as they could for the first winter. But they were short on supplies, and even with the aid of the Native Americans, just half of the pilgrims survived the bitter freeze. And only three couples that began the voyage together were spared the ravages of death in their family. In light of such bitter hardship and disappointment, what would be their disposition to life and to God? After all, they came to America precisely because they were convinced it was God's will. They wanted to worship God without interference of the state and to get their children away from the worldliness of Europe. But rather than feeling sorry for themselves in the face of the loss and succumbing to cynicism or fleeing back to Europe, they celebrated what has become the ideal American holiday, Thanksgiving. This simple act of faith is one of the most tenacious expressions of true spirituality in our history. The observance of Thanksgiving comes directly from the Old Testament Feast of Days. A thank offering was prescribed in the Law of Moses as a special burnt offering for deliverance granted or blessing received. In the Old Testament, we have a beautiful expression of thanksgiving that serves as a window into which we will peer and see the spirit of true, thankful worship of God. Psalm 100 is the only psalm entitled, The Psalm of Thanksgiving. The psalm is written from the perspective of a worshiper who has come to the temple in order to present the thank offering. Psalm 100 is the pinnacle praise in a series of psalms which exalt the covenant Lord of Israel as the great king of all the earth. Imagine yourself back in the Old Testament days coming into the temple with your family to offer the thank offering. You enter the outer court of the temple and in front of you is this brazen altar. You feel the radiant heat from its fire and the smell the savory aroma of its sacrifices. As you present your gift to the priest, he asks you, what has God done for you for which you are thankful? On this Thanksgiving, What are the reasons for which you come to praise God? Psalm 100 gives us instructions in our thanksgiving. And the first point we want to look at today is, your thank offering must be passionate. Psalm 100 verses 1 and 2 says, Shout to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. In many churches today, we are expected to be quiet and somber. But that is not what this verse would indicate when we are giving thanks to the one true God. What would make you shout today? While I'm not a real externally excitable person, I need to ask this question. What would make you shout today? In the original Hebrew, the shout with joy is such a versatile act. It is a commandment to lift up your voices as with a war cry or an alarm for battle. It is also the expression of our approval of the Lord. This is the same word that is used in Israel's first battle in the Holy Land at Jericho. 
there Joshua calls for Israel to lift up and shout, and the walls of Jericho came falling down. There their shouts were at the command of Joshua, but now we gather to worship one greater than Joshua, even Jesus Christ. He has overcome the worldly city of man. He has called us forth to follow up in his triumph and procession as we make our way to our heavenly home. We see the same type of shout after David defeated Goliath as we read in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 52. The men of Israel and Judah gave a shout of triumph and they rushed after the Philistines, chasing them as far as Gath to the gates of Ekron. The bodies of the dead and wounded Philistines were strewn all along the road from Shaharim as far as Gath and Ekron. Back then they were shouting for joy on victory over Goliath, but now we gather to worship one who is greater than David, even Jesus Christ. He has defeated all of our spiritual Goliaths, which are sin, death, hell, and the grave, and gives all who trust in him eternal life. Like the roar of a stadium at the football game when the championship team enters the field, we worship our victorious Christ. We read about the shouts of praise again when Israel returned to the promised land after 70 years of exile in Babylon. They started to rebuild their city and the temple in which to worship God. After many years of great difficulties, they finally finished building the foundation of the temple. And Ezra chapter 3 verses 10 and 11 tells us, When the builders completed the foundations of the Lord's temple, the priests put on their robes and took their places to blow their trumpets. And the Levites, descendants of Asaph, clashed their cymbals to praise the Lord, just as King David has prescribed. With praise and thanks, they sang this song to the Lord. He is so good, his faithful love for Israel endures forever. Then all the people gave a great shout, praising the Lord because of the foundation of the Lord's temple had been laid. Then they worshiped building the temple. Today we gather to worship one greater than the temple, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus was all the temple had pointed to. He was the fulfillment of the sacrifices, the priesthood, and most importantly, he was God himself dwelling with his people. Now he is your chief cornerstone and has fashioned you into a holy temple in the Lord and makes you the eternal dwelling place of God by the Spirit. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Jehovah is Lord of all the earth. He is not just a covenant God of Israel. This command extends to all lands and anticipates the certainty of Christ's dominion over all things. Colossians 1.16 puts it this way, For through him God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things which we can see and the things that we can't see, such as the thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. As we enjoy this special celebration, let us shout in celebration, Happy Thanksgiving. And as we have begun this exploration of Psalms 100, which is the Psalm of Thanksgiving, we are learning to be a thankful servant to the one from whom all blessings flow. And as you have opportunity, please encourage your family and friends to join us and then come along with us tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. And we will look at the Psalm of Thanksgiving, which is Psalms 100, and we'll look at part two. That will finish our podcast for today. Remember to listen to your daily dose of wisdom each day at wisdom-trek.com or subscribe at many of the social media channels. And please share Wisdom Trek with your family and friends through email, Facebook, Twitter, or in person as you meet with them today and invite them to come along with you on our Wisdom Trek. And if you'd like to be added to our weekly email update for Wisdom Trek, just text the word WISDOM to 44222 on your phone and you'll receive a message asking you for your email address. It's very quick and easy to do. The journal for today's trek can be found at wisdom-trek.com. Thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, your friend, as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal each day. As we take this trek together, let us always live abundantly or fully, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, 
lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and leave a living legacy each day. This is Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you tomorrow.